Hey everyone and welcome to episode 4 of the For the Future podcast. In this episode, I chat with Sadie Brown. She's an HIV rights activist who uses her social media platform to combat the stigma surrounding HIV and to advocate for the health rights and fair treatment of those living with HIV. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so um, thank you so much for, for, for taking the time to be on the podcast today. It's, it's really a, an honor and a pleasure to get to speak to you. Thank you so much for having me, Vikanya. All right. Um, so my first question for you is, could you please explain to the audience a little bit who you are and what is your story? Okay. So hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sadie Brown. I am 26 years old and I am a person, a young person living with HIV. So I was born with the virus. I found out when I was 14 years old at a school trip, the most inconveniencing place to find out about your HIV status. And yeah. um yeah, and I yeah, we got tested there. There were people from this NGO, they said, Hi guys, HIV testing is free, so if you'd like to have one, come through. And because I was so young, not dating, not doing anything, I was just like, Yeah, maybe let me just do it for the sake of making memories. And that is mm-hmm. how I got to find out about my HIV status. Took me about six months before I could even tell one person, and the first person I told was my teacher at school she brought me home we both told my aunt and my aunt was the one who said listen i knew about your parents i didn't know that you could have um been um infected with hiv so that's pretty much how we concluded that i must have been born with hiv um yeah so that's pretty much who i am um i now use my social media platforms to destigmatize hiv wow um yeah it's quite a quite a a hectic way to find out something like that um but yeah it's it's great to see you using your 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 platform to bring um you know more information and destigmatization around around HIV which is so important in South Africa and in Africa as a whole so why yes. why do you think that it's important for people to hear about your experience um and your story as well as the experiences of others with 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 HIV um yeah, why do you think it's important for people to hear not just others with HIV, but also the general public? Yeah, I think HIV is an important conversation, not just in South Africa, but in the world at large. Um, I think the best thing that has happened um, regarding me sharing my story online has been me kind of cultivating this community of people who are infected and affected by HIV. And I mean, when I started, I didn't think that was what I was doing, but I've gotten to realize as time goes that actually I'm cultivating this community of people who are either infected or affected with HIV and we get to share their um our journeys. They get to tell me their stories. They get to tell me about um how difficult it has been having to navigate through life with HIV. And I think it's important that I keep on using my story to just show people that you actually can live with HIV because HIV has been this monster that was presented to us as human beings as this thing that you cannot afford to have it. And I get it. No one who's not living with HIV should be should be getting infected with HIV, right? But now my thing is when we push that um, narrative as the only narrative that has to do with HIV, what then are we saying to those who are already living with HIV? It's important that they also know that actually I can just live my best life. HIV does not have to stop me from um, living my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes. what would you say are some of the 
biggest lessons that you've learned or or some of the best advice that you've been given uh as as an activist um i think the biggest advice that i've ever been given was to just focus on what i am doing and to never forget why i started and i think it's very important because <clears throat> sorry i mean when i was 18 and when i started doing this on facebook i didn't even know that what i was doing was called activism i just knew that i had this story and i wanted to share it with the world i wanted people to see me and know that you can live with hiv that's all i wanted to do so it's important that we ne- like as activists we never or i never um forget or lose sight of why i started because when I started, all I wanted to do was to just tell people that you can live with HIV. And it's important that I keep on doing that. And as much as I've grown now in my activism and as a person, it's still important that I still kind of go back to that um, point where I still remember why I started why I'm, um, what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I can imagine that especially starting um, at such a young age and you know, in, in, in Africa and in South Africa, there has been a lot of stigma surrounding HIV. So I imagine that it must have been a very um, challenging journey for you with, that's definitely had some, um, some backlash. So what would you say have been some of the, the, the biggest um, challenges that you have faced um, in, your, in your activism and in sharing your story? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the challenges that I have had to um, encounter in my journey, all of them were honestly internal. It was just how I viewed myself because I really received um, the utmost support from people, from my community. But I think just me having to reconcile my mind with the fact that I keep telling people that we are greater than HIV, but do I feel greater than HIV? <laughs> and I also had to like educate myself that to be you know when you start sharing such stories about yourself people will call you strong they'll call you courageous they'll call you brave and you don't feel brave every day you are human and i've had to reconcile my mind to that fact that even on the days you are at your lowest you are still a brave person you are still courageous right you don't have to hide you know, the low days. You don't have to now pretend to be this happy person when you're not just because you're trying to sell this facade to people. It's important that you just keep on, you become honest in your journey to be able to say, this is who I am. And sometimes I have bad days. Sometimes I don't want to talk to anyone online. Sometimes I want to ignore everyone. But in, on most days, I want to talk to everyone. So it's just important that we become honest in in um, our journeys. I think from like social media, a lot of people were just saying that I was lying I'm lying that I'm living with HIV. I'm like, guys, do I look bored? <laughs> and they were saying things like, yeah, I get paid to lie to people online. I'm like, guys, where's the money? Where's the money then? <laughs> so it was just those things where it was like, yeah, no, no, this one is just lying to us. Wow. So, I mean, other than the, the, the lying thing, you actually found that um, a lot of a lot of the positive comments were were a bit of a challenge for you because it kind of like created a disconnect between the way you were being described and how you felt day to day that's actually um that's quite interesting i never thought that um that kind of thing would be a challenge i think it was (laughs) i think it was for me yeah that's quite interesting um so do you know of any sort of new resources that that are available now 
um, for for both people with HIV and people who are just more interested about the the issue in general, that um, resources that maybe weren't available before that you think would be helpful. Yeah, um, I don't necessarily think that resources were not available before. Maybe I just didn't know of them because, you know, I mean, had I not found out about my HIV status, I probably would not be as invested in finding, uh, you know, like materials and resources about HIV. But there are different sites where I sometimes read on, you know, HIV and everything. I am currently a one of the brand ambassadors for an online platform called Inside My Purse. They teach young women and adolescent girls about their SRHR. And I think a big conversation that is constantly being connected to HIV is people's SRHR, right? Like your sexual health is important. And whether we like it or not, when you speak about HIV, you have to kind of go the sexual health route. So um, there is that platform that speaks about everything that has to do with sexual health. Um, there's an incredible woman called Nozbele um, Kamgana Mayaba. She's on YouTube. She's a woman who's living with HIV and she literally documents her life about HIV. I think that would be a cool platform to have to hop onto, especially if you're trying to like really find people who are living with HIV who are doing amazing things. I also have a YouTube channel. I'm not very consistent, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, there are a few videos on there if you'd like to know something, but not too consistent. And, you know, on social media, there are a lot of people. It's not just me. There are a lot of people who do amazing things at destigmatizing HIV through their social media platforms. So I think if you... I literally have a video <laughs> on women who are doing amazing things who are living with HIV on social media. So maybe you can check that video out and you can find out who to follow and who to, you know, get to know in the HIV advocacy space. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Um, You, you mentioned something about SRHR. Could you sort of explain what that is? Okay, so SRHR is sexual and reproductive health rights or education, you know. It's so it's pretty much just all encompassing your sexual health, how you deal with your sexual health and you know, like parents <laughs> when you start saying sexual, they're like, hmm. So my thing now is there are so many um aspects to sexual health. Literally, like you having to you know, like have access to clean sanitary towels when you're on your periods. That's a part of your sexual health. There are so many different aspects to having to navigate through your sexual health as a person. So it's important that we just speak about these things because honestly it's not just to do about sex and sex is also not a bad thing. Yeah. No, I definitely think that that sex and sexual health have always had a um, it's been a very taboo subject, which I guess has been a big part of the problem with, with talking about HIV. That's true. We really have this awkward relationship mm. with sex as human beings. I don't know where that yeah. comes from, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so as, as someone who is a, an activist in this space, what are your, your hopes for, for the future of HIV and the perception of HIV in, in Africa? And um, how do you, what are the steps that you think we can take to get there? Okay, so um, my hopes honestly have, to, honestly, I think the end goal for everyone is for us to just get a cure. Let's just, let's get a cure. Let's get freed from this, guys. <laughs> but now that there is no cure yet, I think my biggest um, hope is to just have people who, are keen on testing for HIV, to have people who are keen on getting on treatment, for us to all reach the, um, the, the undetectable or, or um, 
I haven't said this in a very long time. The undetectable equals trans untransmittable, right? So it's important that we get to that point. People who are living with HIV don't know that. A lot of them don't know that when you are on treatment and you are consistently on HIV treatment, your viral load, which is the amount of HIV copies on your blood, will reduce to a level where you cannot infect other people with HIV. People don't know these things. And it's important that we keep on advancing our ways of sharing information so that people know how to navigate through life with HIV. Because when we have conversations about HIV or when people who don't have as much information as some of us have look or think about HIV, they just feel like your life will literally end. You you have no other choice but to die. Like it's a death right? sentence. And we do this work to... Yes, and we do this work to just remind people and just show them that there are so many things that you can do. People are now on PrEP, right? These are pills that make sure that as a person who is HIV negative, you do, you, you are reducing the levels of exposure to HIV. People don't know these things. So I'm just hoping that we get to a point where we are able to share this information in a way that will also connect to people who don't really know the jargon of all this HIV and yeah, for us to just be able to like fight HIV together as a nation, not just it being a problem for people who are living with HIV. So I'd like to see that. That yeah, that is that's fantastic. I think that would be a a a, a tremendous way forward. Um, yeah, yeah. So my my last question for you uh, is kind of a question that I ask everybody that I interview on the podcast. Um, and that is, if if you knew that every young person in Africa was listening to this right now, what would you want to say to them? Okay, I would like to say to young people that we are doing our best with what we have. And I understand just how difficult it is being a young person. I'm, I'd like to be I'm so young. <laughs> I'm a young person myself and I know these struggles I know how difficult it is having to navigate through life you know outside of it being like from a perspective of someone who's living with HIV outside of all these other facets that kind of end up defining us life in general is just difficult for young people I was having a conversation with my friends the other day and I was saying that I'm so grateful for growth because when you are young honestly life happens to you and at least when you keep on growing you get to you know like minimize some of the toxicity and be able to say this is what I want this is what I don't want and stuff so I think as young people we need to be kinder to ourselves we need to to be more gentle to ourselves we need to know that we are doing the best we can with what we have and the only way we will move forward is for us to keep on trying every day we wake up and we try no one is living a perfect life i'm not even living a perfect life i literally wake up every day and i try and that is what has got me here you know i struggle with everything well not everything but like i struggle with a lot of things that young people struggle with and sometimes they look at my story and they look at me and they think you're so perfect and i'm just like no, i'm not that is why i share my story as honest as i can because i want you guys to know that i go through stuff too so sometimes we tend to like put ourselves in this bubble and feel like we are going through things alone i'm here to tell you that you are never alone things get better you also just i need you guys to Try. Let's just try, and I love everyone. Oh, what a what a what a beautiful way to end it off! Uh, really incredible. Thank you, thank you so much for 
again for taking time to 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 be on the show to share your your knowledge and your experience um and your honesty i, I really appreciate it yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you, you so much. This was really nice. Can't believe we are done already. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, we are, but yeah, huge thank you, and hopefully, we'll be able to do this again sometime soon. Yes, please. I'd love that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I really hope that you enjoyed it and that it brought you tremendous value. If it did, please leave a rating for the podcast on whatever platform you use. Like, share, comment, subscribe, and follow us on social media at For the Future ZA. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast episode. Thank you so much and have a good one.